Welcome everyone to episode 11 of Tell Me About It, where we listen, learn, connect, and share from people all across our community. I'm super excited to be joined by Iknu Kaur this week, who's an undergraduate student at the University of British Columbia Faculty of Science studying immunology and computer science. At university, she's currently serving as a co-president of the Sikh Student Association and VP External of the UBC Rotaract Club. Iknu practices Sikhism as initiated Sikh as an alumnus of the Sikh Youth Leadership Institute 2022 a Sikh leadership program which intakes a cohort of 20 youth each year. On a day-to-day basis, Iknur also invests her time in serving her community through volunteer with the World Sikh Organization and also the Kids Play Foundation. Thank you so much, Iknur, for joining us this week. How are you doing? First of all, thank you so much for having me, and I'm doing pretty good. How's it going for you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just transitioning from just finishing university my second year and now transitioning into the summer with lots, all sorts of things. How about you? Like, how has it been kind of transitioning from university where, you know, it's been very stressful, but also fun eight months. And then now we're going into a different kind of four Mm -hmm. months where we're doing different things. Uh, relation to a program and like either if that's an internship research project or any of those above yeah I think honestly not much different like I got my two-week break after finals and everything which was really nice super nice period to relax do the things I sort of love going outdoors getting getting back more into like spiritual practices and whatnot so that's been really nice for me But I'm also somebody who likes to keep really, really busy. I can't sit still. So I've been going back to school now. started last week. I'm taking like a few summer courses as well as like a certificate program and an internship on the side because I really, I can't sit still. So I try to pack my summer months as much as I can so I can get the most out of it while I don't have to focus solely on academics. So it's been, it's been pretty heavy, but it's much more enjoyable than studying eight to 10 hours a day. Definitely. I think it gives everyone a chance to kind of just take a break. And even if that means like, you know, internships or just taking the time to yourself, taking care of yourself, that means watching a movie on the weekends or whatever you have to do to take care of yourself. Ignore, as I had the opportunity to share, you're not only a immunology major, but you're also majoring within computer science. When you were transitioning from year one to year two, when you were picking those courses, even if that might be within high school, when you were kind of thinking about what you wanted to major in, was there something that kind of caught your eye, whether that be on campus, whether that be within the faculty, where you were able to make those decisions on, this is what I want to major in? Hmm, okay I'll start with UBC first because my biggest thing ever since I was in like grade nine is that I want to go to UBC no matter what Uh, I think what made me really fall in love with the idea of going to UBC was number one it's a really intense research university there's a lot of really cool facilities and really immediate access to a lot of really cool researchers professors who are passionate about what they're doing UBC is probably one of the best places if you want to do the most advanced, most up-to-date research within all of Canada. So that really drew me towards it, especially in computer science. We're doing a lot of research on human interactions, AI, things like that. And that's some sort of stuff that I'm really interested in, or I came to be interested in. So I ended up being a really good pick. 
but one of the reasons was for the actual research itself and then the other part is I'm a really much like an outdoorsy person and I knew that if I had to go to university anywhere in Canada it would be here at UBC just because I am so close to nature and I need to be close to nature to have a healthy lifestyle because a lot of my mental health depends on me having a good outside environment around me and Vancouver provides the best weather on obviously on the sunny days on the rainy days you sort of hide away but on the sunny days it provides the best weather the best working environment so that was my deal breaker over going to like Ontario to U of T or any other any of the other places and then the second part for choosing my degree in immunology and computer science that was actually like on the it was kind of on the whim in first year so going into university, I was more so like I wanted to do autonomy, sorry, anatomy related stuff, physiological sciences, that sort of thing, cellular sciences, molecular sciences. Um, that is sort of what I was leaning towards. And then once I got into university, I took a few elective courses in computer science and I was like, I want to do this. Even if it doesn't end up being my career, I want to study this because this is on the cutting edge of like industry right now. So I was like, I wanted to do that and I wanted to do something related to studying human anatomy and just diseases and that sort of stuff and amazingly enough UBC had the exact program that I needed they had an immunology and microbiome program as well as a comp sci program that you could combine into one major so that was the perfect fit for me and I ended up going into that option but honestly despite how hard it's been I think I don't regret making this choice at all just because it's given me the most it's given me the most opportunities to learn about what I like and made second year really, really enjoyable. But yeah. I like how you mentioned though how UBC has such a great when it comes to environment. Um, I do remember uh it was the grade nine field trip that I went to um at with uh my high school with our leadership class and we had the chance to go to it was it was at UBC but it was kind of like the other side of UBC like the more of the um research side of the forest and kind of like where we did all our icebreaker activities and during that time I remember one of the our teachers told us like the guys the the goal of this field trip is to go and really get to know one another and kind of take part in those icebreaker activities and I think when you mentioned about how I think UBC has such a great campus such a great campus style and just being so uh, open with the mountains with the water being surrounded by water forest um, just the natural environment I think it does really shape your experience and I think even me being there for two hours or three hours or whatever how long how long it was it was a very rich experience for me because being down there and just being connected to nature was very, I think, fortunate. I think we we always must acknowledge the privilege that we all have and how beautiful it is. Um, but I can definitely attest to that, that I think UBC is a great campus. It's, it's honestly beautiful during the summertime, especially. Yeah. I'm thinking of heading down there, I think, at least once. It's really, really easy to fall in love with the campus. I, I really, I really do. I, I think it's an amazing campus. Um, and it's right in Vancouver as well. So it is. it's well, like- actually not in Vancouver. It's like on the edge, but that's what makes it better because in the midst of Vancouver, it's like all choppy sort of. There's everything everywhere. 
and it's more of like a city life UBC is like its own secluded city which makes it even better makes it more homey because then you kind of get to know the people just there but it's right at like right where the best part of Vancouver is which makes it that much more enjoyable mm-hmm. no I, I definitely agree I think it's like it's it's like its own little island I think yeah. I kind of like Victoria <laughs> yeah I kind of look at it like it's own little island and it's so big and so like it's 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 beautiful jumping into kind of like the questions um you know I've I've known you since grade eight and I've always kind of admired your identity and I feel like growing up for me I think our identity encompasses so many different things either that be our experiences either that be our curricular like our extracurriculars what we do what we like what we don't like whatever that might be and I've always admired how faith has been such a big part of your identity. Um, that being said, what does your faith mean to you? Overall, that is a really, really big question to answer. So I can't say I'll address all of it. But I guess the gist of it for me is that my faith at the end of the day, it's just a guiding principle in terms of how I choose to lead my life on a daily basis. So it gives me a set of moral principles the three that I overall like to live by are the three set by our first Guru, Guru Nanak Dev Ji, where he said, karna naam japna ke shakna. So that means to have an honest living, to meditate and to share your earnings with those who need it. And I try to live by those and sort of make sure that some part of my day includes doing those. So Nam Japana is like trying to do my prayers every day. Girtkarna is more like making sure I am conducting myself well and honestly, whether that be in terms of academically or in terms of making a living during the summer, getting a job, things like that. And then sharing through volunteering and community service and giving not just money, but giving my time to make sure that my community is, you know, developing in the way that it needs to. And the people who need the help are getting the help that they need. Um, So in that sense, it's really shaped how I spend my time day to day. And then other than that, I think my faith is so important to my identity is just because it keeps me so grounded. Um, More often than not, a lot of the times when I meet people, I find that it's really hard for me if I, I think I like to think that without my faith, it would be much harder for me to have conversations with others and sort of, you know, get to know them. But with my faith, it makes it so much easier to be grounded and to put my genuine and authentic self forward, just because it reminds me that, you know, there's a lot of perfunctory stuff happening in this world. There's a lot of things that where people are putting on a face to performing. All it takes is one genuine person to make somebody's day. And so having that sort of mindset um, it helps me go into my relationships more organically. Does that make sense? I can definitely connect to that. I think for our listeners listening today, faith can mean different things to different people. And that's what I love about the word. As a Sikh myself, I can definitely connect. It is such an integral, rich part of my identity. One of the key principles in Sikhi is community service. And that is, I think, one of the most important values for me, where it's giving back to the community, supporting the community, helping one another, and building a resilient, inclusive community where we all work together. That being said, I think that our identity, again, is shaped by so many factors and I think it's beautiful how we all have such different identities and how all of them come together and build a community. 
I think faith also, also a very important part, means believing in myself, overcoming the self-doubt, understanding I am capable, whether that be a skill, whether that be a test, anything academic related. It's understanding the importance of confidence, believing in myself, even on the days I don't. Because to be quite honest, sometimes I don't have confidence and it's having those conversations with myself, whether that be journaling, whether that be talking to someone, whatever strategy um, that works for me, using that and understanding that um, it's okay to feel like this, it's okay to have those days, it's okay to have those bad days, Um, we will get through this, we will overcome this, and um, we will learn and we will grow from this, that will, you know, um, help us become better, and I think those experiences really shape our identity. Within the past two years, living in a different city, being independent, and um, uh, learning to uh, do adult things um, more than anything have allowed me to learn that I will have bad days, I have good days, and those are both good, they're fine, and it's okay um, if you don't if you do have a bad day, um, but how do we overcome that? How do we push past that and at the same time allow us to feel like that? And I think those things, all of that, and I again bring this back, shape us to who we are. And again, I think also another part is also taking care of ourselves because in the culture that we live in today, um, society, sorry, um, it's so go, 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 go that we need to take a second out every day and just kind of breathe and um, do what we got to do to take care of our mental health. Really? Yeah. I mean, living in Vancouver, especially, there's such a big hustle culture here that it's really hard to get away from whenever you're not being productive and not working towards a goal. It gives you have a really big tendency to feel guilty about the way you're spending your time and the fact that you're not really, quote unquote, investing it in the right places. And so I think having a faith um, to work with having some sort of spiritual aspect to my life in general just really helps me realize or gives me an excuse to sort of experience stillness, which is so important nowadays. Like you mentioned, like in the age of social media, where we have so many people that we see online all the time, it's really hard to take yourself away from all of that. I was watching, funny enough, another podcast on this earlier from um, a sick YouTube channel, and they were basically talking about the importance of stillness and how our phones give us such a big dopamine rush and everything. And to get away from that, it's really hard to do it. But I think having good body, having Guru Granth Sahib Ji and their teachings really helps me find that strength to separate myself from, you know, the world and everything else around it. I can definitely connect to that. Um... I remember in high school, I would never really like take the second out of my day to just like before I woke up I would be so quick to check my phone like oh what happened you know but now I just put that away and I kind of just take myself to like just breathe and like you know do whatever I need to do to get myself started throughout the day yeah and it really does make a difference like even if you try like box breathing doing four seconds and four hold four out four hold right that sort of thing really helps you realize your physical self 
another one that I really, really love to do, and I think it helps a lot, is just sitting on the ground, like crisscross everything. And just whenever this actually helps, particularly when you're panicking for an exam and you're like, you're having some sort of anxiety attack, but um, you kind of realize with your five senses. So like, I don't know exactly what the method is called, but like you name five things you can touch, five things you hear, five things you smell, five things you taste, and sort of just ground yourself physically and kind of come back to your physical world rather than letting your mind take over. Because our mind is honestly, it's a world of its own and it can spiral off in so many ways. And it can be really hard living in today's day and age and just kind of trying to keep it calm. But, you know, focusing on your senses really helps with that. So that's one of my favorite meditation techniques when it comes to university and in general. I can definitely attest to that when it when you mentioned about how those even those exercises can really can help us and yeah. whatever that might be. You know, you mentioned about uh, your the importance of serving your community uh, through your volunteer work with World Sick Organization, but also Kids Play Foundation. How has that shaped your leadership style? Um, and, you know, how has that kind of shaped also your identity and played a role when it comes to community? Because I think for all of us, community is so important. Yeah. So basically, I think each each organization has helped me in a different kind of way. And over, overall, they've all come together to save my leadership style, or so I like to think of it like that. Um, I originally, before getting into these two organizations, I started off with like the mini version of Rotaract, which is like Interact at the high school level version of that uh, of that club. And so starting off there, I kind of got to go into it, run a few projects with the team and then take on a bigger leadership role. And through going to those clubs, club meetings, club events and starting to actually lead projects they helped me build a lot of self-confidence and work on my public speaking my ability to delegate and organize logistically so that was a really good foundation and then once I got into Kids Play Foundation which is I don't think I mentioned it but it's a nonprofit that basically works at helping at-risk youth in our community so whether they be any ages like any kids from ages seven all the way up to like 18 and even more who are just behaving out of line um, in some ways, and that might be because of a lot of things they go through, which is 100% fair, but helping them in that sense. Um, I worked with that organization for the past four years, I'd like to say, and working there, I think the biggest thing I got out of it was just learning how to collaborate with people of all different ages. Once you go out from like a high school setting into a real organization, it's such a big difference in the type of people you work with, the dynamics you have with them. And then also the age gaps and everything. There's like a lot of things that come into play, a lot of factors you wouldn't consider when you're in high school. So in terms of leadership style, I think working with Kids Play on top of Interact really helped me build like adaptability and also learn how to communicate with different types of people of different ages of different paths of life because that's a really big thing nowadays everyone has their own experiences and it's so important to acknowledge that and being a part of an organization that works both locally nationally and globally really helped me meet people from all those walks of life and test my way to communicate or like experiment with my way to communicate with different kinds of people and then obviously the cherry on top of the sundae or whatever it's called I forgot the expression doesn't come to mind anymore. But on top of it all, then I got involved with World Sick Organization, which I think it was just absolutely a perfect way to sort of top off that part of my leadership journey going into my 20s now, 
because it taught me about what I can do for my Sikh community, my cultural community, and my Punjabi cultural community, Sikh community, because those are two different things. That's a topic for another day, though. Um, but, you know, what I can do for them in terms of educating our younger youth, helping raise awareness for the problems that are in our community, like mental health stigma, opioid crisis, that sort of stuff that are happening that are really prevalent right now as well as raise awareness about just like what the religion is about because a lot of people have like misconstrued the religion and there's a lot of stuff going out online and so learning about how I can communicate and raise awareness about what's true and sort of help people in their healing process because one of the biggest things about living in a western society is that we are so out of touch with our culture and you know being a minority it doesn't we don't really get the opportunity to learn about our culture, about our religion, and the way we would otherwise if we were maybe in our home country, which I don't think is true nowadays, but before it was true. And at that time, you know, we would have that and we don't have that here. So learning how to use my leadership skills in that sense was really cool through the World Sick Organization. And then also just getting to meet really cool mentors who live the kind of life I want to live not just from a perspective of leadership, but from a, uh, from a perspective of how they actually pursue their personal life. Like, how do they go about their daily way of living as a Sikh? So that was really cool for me in terms of how I can translate that into my leadership style. I think it's so important, though, because, and this is kind of, I was going to touch upon this later, about mentorship and how that's so important when it comes to building our identity, when it comes to learning more about ourselves and what we like yeah. and dislike and experiences and everything. And that also makes me think about um, when immigrant parents are moving from one country to another country, um, at least for me, when my parents uh, were moving to Canada, they faced uh, similar, you know, situations or reasons for from moving from India to Canada, where it was better uh finding more opportunity, uh, education opportunity, or whether that be job opportunity. Um, and making that transition over can be difficult, I think, uh, adjusting to a different environment, a new culture, language. And through this process, being a child of an immigrant as well, I think we, uh, at least for me, we are kind of asked to grow faster um, I think I took on a lot of responsibility, um, felt a lot of pressure when it came to hopes and dreams and achievements and um, also feeling, I do feel like I did put that pressure on myself more than anyone. Um, but you do feel that as a child of an immigrant as well, where you want to make your parents proud, you want to, you know, let them know that thank you for everything that you've provided me and thank you for everything that you've done for me and I want to give it back to you but I wanted to ask what was it like for you kind of also uh being uh the child of an immigrant and how did that uh shape your identity hmm. honestly it's been a bit of a journey a few weeks ago I would have answered a little differently but I think it's definitely was a challenge when I first arrived. So I actually was not born here. It's not born Canadian. People like to think because of my accent, I was. I am not. Um, I was born in India in Punjab. And I moved here like 
think it was six or seven years old. And at that time, my parents were, they were working really hard. I can't imagine what they went through to honestly make a living for us and get us to where we are today. Um, but at that time, I think there was definitely a part of, there was part pressure about, you know, kind of adapting to Western society and they wanted us to have the best version of what life looks like here and a part of that included you know adapting to the way people do things here in terms of just the way they approach life uh, obviously their way of speaking and all that sort of stuff and so that sort of kind of got us a little bit away from our Punjabi culture and our faiths of Sikhi um, but very very fortunately we kind of you know started to take classes on the side out of school where we were learning about things like Sikh martial arts, Gatka, um, Kirtan, that sort of stuff. So in that sense, it kind of got me back into the loop and very, very thankfully, God's blessings. Genuinely, I think this is all God's work at the end of the day, but it really, I don't think I had a hard time transitioning back into Sikhi because I think just reading Gurbani in a way kind of gave me a sense of confidence in myself that I knew I was doing the right thing. And going up with really supportive parents, it didn't make the shift really hard. Um, I also went to like private school for most of my elementary years. So I kind of fit into the thing sort of. And I didn't really have a lot of issues until going to public high school. And even then, I think I was only like less confident during my grade eight year. After that, I was like, Loki, screw it. I can be whoever I want to. Like nobody cares at the end of the day in a class of 300 people. Right. So I sort of just kept to myself at times and then worked on my own confidence and started to translate that into my leadership uh, whenever I took on clubs and experiences and then take that into university as well. So I don't think it was a hard of a transition for me as it would be for some others. But, you know, there's always hiccups along the way. And I think that goes for anything, whenever you're transitioning into a new lifestyle, a new habit, whatever. So, yeah. I can attest to that. I think that everyone's experience kind of differ. I remember like, like I mentioned, like when my parents did move from India to uh, Canada, like their experience is obviously different from your parents' experience and that goes on for anyone. So I think we share those different experiences, but I think that's what kind of brings us all together collectively. And we can share those experiences and learn from one another because I really do believe, and I'm a big believer that we're all connected. Um, Whatever that might be, that's different walks of life. I think in anything, we all come from such diverse backgrounds. And I think that's a big reason why I started this podcast was because I wanted to share everyone's kind of experiences from Mm -hmm. all different diverse backgrounds and how we all kind of share something similar and how we're all connected in some way, shape or form. Absolutely. I think that's the best thing about meeting people is hearing their stories, hearing the places they come from, the really unique perspectives they have, because nobody in this world looks at something the exact same way somebody else would, right? We all notice different details. We all pick up different little minor things. And funny enough that you mentioned the whole one connected thing. I think one thing that really helps me like connect to not Canada, but like Turtle Island overall is the idea that we as six believe that everything is one. And then also the indigenous people here. The first time I went to like a trip to Fort Langley, one of the first thing they talked about is how they believe that we are all one. We are all connected. And that resonated me so well and helped me connect to the land of Turtle Island and made me feel much more at home here because the native people of this land have the same belief as us. And they also believe that, you know, 
we are meant to be sharing the space with nature with animals that sort of stuff so that I just thought it was really cool that you mentioned that that's actually so amazing you mentioned that because I'm taking indigenous classes um because I'm hoping to minor in that and throughout this whole experience even the few classes that I have taken Mm-hmm. they've been so life-changing because I look at those classes I'm like wow I can really relate to that because when I think of they you know like you mentioned it's all connected it's all embedded with yeah. one another so I think going back to what we talked about going back to like what I mentioned I feel like again like I feel like we're all connected in some way um, yeah you know you mentioned about mentors um, within you know world sick um, but also family and just community in general, I think. Has there been someone that kind of has played um, a mentor a mentor in your life and has kind of shaped your identity and has made you the person you are today? Honestly, there are so, so many people who have played into the kind of person I've become. I don't think there's not one person who I haven't met that I haven't taken something from. Like one thing... I'm really grateful my parents really drilled into me when I was younger is whenever you meet a person, absorb their best qualities and reflect them. Like we're all a mirror at the end of the day, right? So I think that anybody and everybody in me is some sort of mentor, some sort of life lesson I take away for myself. But if I had to like pick two people and I'm not missing anybody and not being disrespectful about it, then I guess it would be my parents above all. And of course, Guruji, like God is above all the biggest mentor you will ever find so I think for my parents not really mentors in the sense that like they taught me very specifically on how to approach my careers but they just gave me a lot of the motivation and willpower they demonstrated by the way they lived their life what it means to live with integrity what it means to live with resilience and perseverance and I think that's just helped me so much in my journey into going to university because Sometimes it can be really tough going through a really hectic hectic course load and all that. And even in the process of getting into university, it's really, really not that easy as people like to put it. So, you know, they've been really big supporters. They're probably the core of my support system. And without them as my mentors and my role models, I would probably not be where I am in life. And then I mean, I don't really have to say this out loud, but above all, God is the biggest mentor that I think I can ever have just because anything and everything I need the answer to in life is within our holy book, Guru Granth Sahib Ji, and which is a form of God technically for us. So, you know, I don't even know what I can say beyond that. It's just those three, probably the top. No, definitely. I think like when it comes to that, I always like to ask that question because I feel like we all have such different mentors in our life. Yeah. And I think it's important to kind of share those just so that we can learn from one another. Um, you know, thank you, Yaknur, uh, for coming on and joining me today and kind of sharing your story and like the importance of identity, the importance of how it shapes us to the people that we are, how our identity is such a big part of us. Um, and it's shaped by our experiences, our journey within life. For listeners listening today, that are, you know, coming from all walks of life. Um, I think many of us are still finding our identity as we go grow. And I think as we still are trying to figure ourselves out um, within this hectic, crazy, crazy <laughs> world, um, how can listeners, you know, take steps to build their identity and learn more about themselves? 
I think one of the best ways is I'm not going to say journaling because that's so repetitive and said by so many people. But I think it's just to take time to yourself, you know, isolate yourself in a room, read a book, get away from your phone. It really helps a lot. I personally like to go out into nature as a way to get away from everything and sort of put my phone on do not disturb and sort of just take time to yourself and don't feel sorry about it. Just like go for it because at the end of the day, I guarantee you nobody really really pays that much attention to you everyone's so preoccupied within themselves and within who they are and whatever they're doing in their life that they don't care so hopefully that puts you at ease but you know just take time to yourself and feel free to take up space to explore who you are and whether that be you know going out and meeting random people going out into nature journaling I guess if you must um, those are really good ways to go about it overall but just feel free to invest time in yourself. Don't feel guilty about it because it's easy to get caught up in that. But at the end of the day, the more we invest time in ourselves, the better life we're going to have at the end of the day, the more fulfilled life we're going to have at the end of the day.